2: I somehow made it worse. Jeremy, you missed it. I told Eric that the minute him and I got on, you hadn't joined yet. I was locking eyes with my cat, taking a shit. And then it turned out to be one of the worst smelling shits I've ever experienced. So he was taking forever to cover it up. So I just got up to do it for him because I'm like, you're doing a terrible job. And I just made the mistake of spraying concentrated air freshener which also made it worse cuz now I'm being choked to death by air freshener. So, I'm Look, winning. The
3: breeze covers up body smell that's like 2 weeks <gasps> old dead body smell. Mm.
2: Dead I also have a migraine smell. so it's, it it was a great idea on my part. I mean,
4: well, that's really good. So. I'm excited. I'm excited about all of that. Are you guys ready to get into it? Welcome to quality time. Uh Me. it is a quality time kind of time uh and a rare day because i didn't do any of the show prep this week miss uh, ashley pontius is going to be leading us through today's movie uh which is uh, of course the great dead alive we'll get to that shortly Um, i like to call it brain dead i do i call it brain dead i am that guy too i call it brain dead um because that's what it is and i think you know what better stronger name than dead mm-hmm.
3: alive. Mm-hmm. Just because it doesn't have Bill Paxton and a Bud Court in it.
2: <laughs> that is true. No, I like I like Dead Alive because that sums up how I get through my day to day. I'm technically alive, but I'm dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey. Yeah>. uh- <laughs>
3: right round, baby, right round, like a record. Baby, right <laughs> round, right
4: round. Uh, that illustrious voice that you hear right there is none other, than my, none other than my blood and my brother, Jeremy P. Woodworth. Jeremy, how are you, sir? Don't know who you talking about, mighty? Oh, I'm so, Is this Timothy Balm? <laughs> No, no, you you guys are so important to the podcast. This is Peter Jackson. Oh, it's the great Peter Jackson, the director of uh, Dead Alive and Brain Dead. Wow! I was working on Son of Kong, but I felt like I felt like coming in on your podcast. I love talking
3: about my greatest movies.
4: I love that all the great movies you've done, like uh, the Feebles and uh, Dead Alive, and uh, you know, bad taste. Bad taste is great, which I feel like.
3: I spent three million dollars on this movie and got back two hundred thousand.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that what a phenomenal! Well, well, Mr. Jackson, I hope you can stay through the podcast and uh, you know comment on some of this this great piece of art. Uh, Academy Award winner Peter Jackson. Uh, we're also joined by the very lovely, the very talented, and the turbo funny Miss Ashley Pontius, who I got a message from uh last week's guest michael quindlin and uh it said ashley pontius is crushing it at the second saturday shit show up at the auto bar ashley welcome back
2: oh hi daddy hi i was like i don't know what anyone's going to say thank you That that was very nice i had a wonderful show um yeah, Mike was phen- phenomenal. The lineup was great. I do want to relay a story from last night very quickly.
4: Okay, yeah, we were oh. here. That's what we're here for. We're a, we're a podcast about stories.
2: I know. So last night, as some of you know, if you are creepy enough and dedicated to me enough to follow my Snapchat and/or Facebook stories, I had my usual case of the weekend diarrheas and it definitely almost had an impact on my show so i was afraid (laughs) the whole time to shit myself and thankfully i didn't okay but i'm sitting in a booth talking to megan megan gets up because it's then finally her turn i'm definitely not feeling great i'm trying to sustain that i'm not going to puke or shit anywhere and even though it's the autobar and who hasn't done that there so i'm I'm realizing patrons have come in. and I'm like, you know what? I'm a good person. I'm going to let them have my seat. And as I'm getting up to give them my seat, I think to myself, huh, I'm kind of (laughs) sweaty. And I get up and I'm like, I warmed it up for you. And they slide on in and they had seen my set and they're like, oh girl, you got that wop!" And then it hits me and I go, hmm yeah that's what it is
4: <laughs> oh did you, did you make Rhea on the stool
2: <laughs> i don't think it technically left my pants uh-huh. but there there was a moistness and they were very thin leggings and i thought what do you call that when you don't directly shit on something but like the wet texture of your butt and what may have come out of your butt is like a remnant there, like, like it's it's like a, a fart, but not a fart. I mean, it's a shard, but it's a shard you can't touch.
4: They, I think that's called uh, it's called uh, the shining. Actually, uh, <laughs> you have you have the power. You have a Stephen king S power. Is it a fire starter? I'm fire
2: shard. <laughs> it's called the shitting. <laughs> <laughs> the shitting. Oh my god! Yeah, it was. Yeah, I don't. Some guys look. It was like a ghost poo. I felt, I like felt it. I felt a presence, but there was no evidence (laughs) for what I was feeling. So yeah, like, it felt good to watch this couple be like, mm, "This seat is moist," and I'm like, "I don't know what it is, but it's, it's essence of Ashley." So, <laughs> you know, that was my fun night thinking I may have shit in a booth at the auto bar. That's very punk rock of me. I know
4: that is. I mean, uh, I th- I thought the funniest part is that you felt the auto bar was too nice of a place for you to shit at
2: because it's not. <laughs> <that> place- <laughs> no, oh, no, trust me. No, oh, no, no, no. It is not too nice of a place because the best part is they made us show our cards that we were vaccinated. And I did get up there and laugh about it. And I was like, that's great. You guys are doing your best. Your private venue. You have to make these choices. But I was like, can I be honest? I was like, it's a little bit funny that you're asking for my vaccination card. But not two years ago, I used to give handies behind your building. So you're kind of worried about the wrong thing here. <laughs> I, but I've got you can't be vaccinated against. <laughs>
4: oh, sorry. This is my handy card. Let me put this one away. <laughs> I just... I, uh, I I do have one little story I wanted to share, and I have to oh. be I have to be a little bit cryptic about it because uh, it's about a, a person I work with. Okay, so <laughs> okay. I work with a gentleman uh, who, who will remain unnamed, but uh, I'll I'll just say it right now: he's batshit crazy. Okay, and and on a level that makes Jeremy look like uh, the voice of reason in the world filled <laughs> with insanity he this is a true story okay he uh, he comes into work uh, you know at least three days out of the week and he has uh, an unconventional breakfast that he has okay Oh no now to be fair, he has no teeth so it limits his options in what he can <laughs> in what he can have for breakfast Does, <laughs> do, do any of you want to have take a stab at what this man eats for breakfast? Okay, Ashley, go for it.
2: So you said it's a non-traditional, right? So it wouldn't be oatmeal or anything, correct? Uh, It's it's definitely a non-tradish. I'm going to say some sort of
4: clam chowder. (laughs) Oh, a clam chowder. Okay, just a clam chowder. Okay, nice. That's a good guess. Jeremy, what do you got? Steak. Just straight up steak. A man with no teeth. He just he just eats it like a duck. (laughs) (laughs) He blends it it. every morning.
3: (laughs) He cut it up to almost bite size, but he still just swallows it after like gnawing on it for like five minutes.
4: Well, that makes sense. I get it. Um, Well, uh, you're both wrong. Uh, Often he will come into the office. Um. Holding a can of Chef Boyardee ravioli.
2: Damn, I was kind of close-ish.
4: That that he's holding like a regular can of soda, just pop top and just slurping it down like it's a power shake. (laughs) Just like, just just like, (laughs) like just just walking around drinking a ravioli uh, multiple times during the week, and I.
2: Eric, can I ask you something? Yeah, go, go ahead. I guess do this is for both of you. Do you guys ever wonder if we all died together in some sort of accident and we don't know we've been dead for a while <laughs> and
4: this is just... This is the world we live in.
2: <laughs> we're just in purgatory. <laughs> this is just what we're stuck with. <laughs> Thinking we're the only one. Go
4: ahead, Jeremy.
3: Everyone, so I'll just... uh. Eat a can of dinky dog, and I'll share rest with my <laughs> mom, who's like chained to a spoon. To a, uh,
2: uh, oh my god, that's disgusting! <laughs> this is disgusting this is, this is the worst thing i think you've
4: ever told me <laughs> and that's a lot uh, not to get too
3: personal this guy i'm gonna guess he's from west virginia
4: uh he's not he's he's from everywhere man he's from everywhere you know
2: <laughs> uh, meaning he's had to move out of different counties because they're looking for him.
4: yeah yes wherever there isn't a current arrest warrant for him that's where he is uh he's, okay, he's like hey, hey where are you from who wants to know Oh, I got I got another fun story about this guy. So uh, he same same guy. He uh, one time he had to do a job that was out of town. So uh, the company puts him up in a hotel room. It's an Econo Lodge, and uh, we get a call uh, because it's the last day of the job. He's supposed to check out by noon. Meaning in the morning he was supposed to work right. But you check out of your hotel rooms because you're gonna after you're done the job today. You got to drive home. we got a call from the econo lodge and a very very angry indian man was saying you need to take these cats out of here or we're we're calling the aspca we're calling we're going to call we're going to call the shelter it's... apparently because he had nobody to watch his seven cats <laughs> he brought them all to the econo lodge with him no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, well, I couldn't just put them all in the truck, (laughs) so I finally am trying to reach out to him. He ends up paying an extra day so he can, you know, keep the cats in the economy Lodge. They're furious, right? Because they just open it; it's just a cat warehouse in there. And on the on the drive home, he calls me. He's like, "Yeah, man, they were trying to mess with my cats or whatever." And I swear, the background just sounds like it's rumbly truck sound with just a cacophony of cats and he's like, Row, Row. Row. and he's just going down the street i was like what at what point did any of this sound like a good idea i can't
2: so anyway, these are the people i work with Eric, that was a ten out of ten. You that that story deserved <laughs> deserved priority to my like. I've got diarrhea. Ooh, <laughs> like it's the first time.
4: <laughs> oh man! And if we ever, mm-hmm. I swear to you, if we uh, if we ever do a Patreon episode, I will do a full episode behind a paywall yeah. about this guy because oh, I exactly. have I have a good forty five minutes. Uh, and th- honestly, the stories I told you. <laughs> this is just we've just scratched the tip of the iceberg i'm telling you right now i have better ones stronger ones than this ones that'll make things that'll make you go what
2: also okay also can i just say the next thing that just popped into my mind mm -hmm. hearing this is pre-show telling you about my cat shit that was one cat by the way taking a shit I can't imagine seven cats in one hotel room shitting like that. Well, I kill myself. He
4: he. Well, it's funny. The same guy and his nine cats. Right. He's he. He finally got his permanent residence. Right. Where he he's living now. And he said, "Oh, thank God! It's been six months. I finally got TV." And he was just like, "I don't have to listen to the sound of the cats every night because apparently they just <laughs> they just howl at the moon." He's like, it was, great, it was great to put on Broken Arrow and fall asleep to that instead of a cacophony of cat sounds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he just hasn't been sleeping. It's just like nine hungry cats. Would you
2: not think I was in fucking sane if I was like, oh, I'm sorry I'm tired every podcast, guys. I don't have TV, but I've got seven cats in this tiny <laughs> Yes, <laughs> He'd be like, you right hey now. Ashley, are you extra mentally ill these days? <laughs>
4: like, I will say happen? that the the gentleman does know how to build cable. I'll give him that. He's just Oh, that's horrifying. As long as he's got nine cat the love of nine cats and a and a and a, a can of ravioli, he is set for his work day. That's a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> so
3: it don't matter how big the body is cats take care of it within three days
4: <laughs> oh i've they seen for the nose i use cats i've seen a, i've seen them strip a, hu- the, a human body of flesh like a mercedes parked down in west baltimore
2: god damn
3: <laughs> after the cats are done the bones just take up a tiny little bag can oh, <laughs> anyway. i ask you have you seen this um classic
4: years ago oh, okay jeremy's showing us a, a video uh it's a classic internet video of a lady who uh uh who shits her pants and and it's wearing white pants and has to run inside
2: <laughs> um nobody well i actually i've never seen that one but jeremy that's exactly why i don't wear white pants when women wear white pants i turn it i turn immediately into a huge bitch and i'm not nice to them i'm like oh Good for you. You can confidently wear white. Ooh, you must be so important, bitch. Like I <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. Like, no, why shouldn't I be able, I able to wear, wear white?
3: I used
4: to wear. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Ooh, you, know, you can I'm,
4: wear white pants without putting a fucking uh, a, a roll of brownie brawny up your asshole before you go out. Really cool. <laughs>
2: it's been so messy. It's I've been describing it like wiping chocolate cake batter between two RB sandwiches. It's just been
4: terrible. That's actually I heard is Zach Galifianakis's new show uh, between two <laughs> soiled butt cheeks. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be good and then you, you get know, a little Meryl bit of cheap yes. sorry Jenny, go ahead you were cutting out Streep is a guest oh Meryl, Meryl Streep, Streep is a guest okay
2: yeah Meryl Streep no 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 the boys call me Meryl Stripe. Right.
4: oh hey I don't know this actually reminds me of a fun story from my childhood and poop uh so I used to do uh what uh what is referred to as backyard wrestling now backyard wrestling is a scary thing um we actually had our own at one time uh, our own uh, uh wrestling ring that we built in our friend uh Dan's garage it was called uh uh oh what was it oh, it was like aew or a- it was like awesomely extreme wrestling or something it was something stupid though right anyway. We were, uh, but before we had the ring, we used to just do it in the backyard. We'd film it and do ridiculous spots where we would almost break our necks. And it was great fun, really good home fun. But one day, uh, I was wrestling with some guys that, uh, had joined our feder- little federation who were a little bit older. Uh, shout outs, Mike fuel. He weighed like 350 pounds. He was a monster of a man. Uh, and he, uh, did what's called a brain buster on me. And a brain buster is where it looks like they drop you on your head and you just, at the last second, you kind of roll onto your back. It looks like a cool move. Uh, when I got up from this brain buster, I had a, a, usually always wore my hair very short, like knuckle length hair all the time. Uh, they noticed that I had a big streak in my hair. Uh, and that's because I had been uh, pile onto an actual dog turd. And it <laughs> had been... <laughs> <laughs> it had been <laughs> just it looked like just a mohawk of shit in my hair and scalp like this and uh those kids never stopped calling me streak for the next two years until they graduated uh i was just known as streak and uh it was because i had shit in my hair uh that you're day.
2: like the You're like the poopy version of the one from Gremlins, instead of (laughs) (laughs) We gotta stop him before he contaminates all the water.
4: (laughs) So, uh, tonight we're going over the 1992 classic, Ashley Pawnee is Dead Alive! Ah! I'm so excited. How excited are you, Ashley? Tell us about Dead Alive.
2: I'm so excited. So Eric let me do the prep this week, which fingers crossed. I hope it do a great job. Listeners always tell us if you think it sucks ass, because we'll take it to heart and then we'll block you on social media. Um, so I found out something pretty cool that Dead Alive is considered to be the bloodiest movie of all time. In fact, they apparently used 300 liters of blood in the final scene, which oh. is actually pretty cool. Very so good. I, I. What is that I in gallons? In gallons, that's actually a good. Five question. gallons, right? I know. I truly don't know. Actually, if somebody wants to do the math, I do not know the conversion because I'm an American and we don't convert to anything. I don't know.
4: I is this is is this? Hundred
3: liters is like a hundred gallons, I think.
2: Okay. It, okay. That's a lot of blood.
3: It's probably like two, two hundred.
4: My real question <laughs> is, is that we've done another, we've done many bloody movies, and of course. this one definitely is. Uh, I would say uh, a tier above. But do do we think that the? I mean, if we were just to rate gallon for gallon uh, or liter for liter, does this movie have more blood than a re- recent episode, Ricky O? Because Ricky O is a bloody thing it they
2: is and i mean you even think can. about yeah i mean you even think about the the elevator scene from the shining but again this came out in 92. so i mean that's what they're claiming is that that amount had never been used before
3: you know what you know what they cut out of that scene in the shining right no. when all the blood comes out of the elevator is it just at the
4: end the uh, kool-aid man goes oh yeah and that, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I, I always thought that because, uh, you know, The Shining is a is a Stephen King, you know, property. Um, and, and we know that um, through research and stuff like that, that Stephen King has an entire universe, like his films are connected uh, and mm-hmm. they all live in the in the same, you know, kind of world One thing that I had learned, you know, and we've never done a Shining episode, and I know that's kind of crazy, but uh, one thing that's rumored about the blood scene from The Shining is that it is actually uh, one floor above. That's actually just overflow from uh, Kathy Bates' character in Misery because she's actually just having the worst period she's ever had. That's actually just a regular Kathy Bates period that is coming down. (laughs) I don't like...
3: (laughs) What you mean to say is the final battle between Carrie and Kathy Bates, where they both have bleed offs.
4: Oh, there we go. There we go. Ashley, I'm sorry. What, what did? What were you saying though?
2: Nothing. I just <laughs> I take offense as a woman with a uterus that bleeds once a month. Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> but truly. So we talk about we talk about the amount of blood used. But I have to say, I don't know when you guys first watched this. I'm a little late to the game because it actually came out the year I was born. Um, So I'm a little late to enjoy it on its first run. But I have to tell you this truly to me over the years still is one of the most disgusting movies I've ever seen. And I actually almost did vomit the first time I watched it. And I feel better knowing I'm not the only one in some of the locations they filmed, the places they rented out, they were gifted vomit bags from some of the places they rented out because they didn't want them throwing up at these buildings which i thought was pretty, <laughs> pretty good i'm wow. like nobody ever sends them with me when i do comedy So,
4: yeah i mean it's funny that peter jackson a, a, a academy award-winning director peter jackson has made you know the Lord of the Rings, which is an epic saga that is actually uh, try to rewatch it. It's not good in all honesty. Rewatch Lord of the Rings. It's not a good movie anymore. It's way too. I good. will
2: fucking shoot you.
4: I'm I'm here. I listen. You want to know better Lord of the Rings adaptation? The animated ones from the 70s. I'm and I st- I will die on that hill to this day. Next
2: time I'm at your house, I'm gonna send your family upstairs. Tell them there's a surprise, and I will. <laughs> You back down to your basement and slit your throat. <laughs> My now, I,
3: I prefer the um, eight hour version where yeah. they're just <laughs> running through the entire movie in different mm-hmm. scenes. And, and it's so very, just beautiful landscapes.
4: So. It, it is love. a beautiful shot movie. The man knows how to, how to make a beautiful scene. I'll give him that. I-
2: I take offense. I've been to the set of Lord of the Rings, okay? I take offense. I flew to New Zealand. That was part of my experience when I moved there. How dare you?
4: (laughs) But I love that he's he's made blockbuster films that are critically acclaimed, but it also has movies like Dead Alive that we're gonna do right now, that uh, that uh, uh, bad taste, which is his first film, which is just fucking <laughs> glorious, and meet uh, Meet the Feebles, which is just a movie. fucking gem of a movie. Should I play that little clip you had me go grab for that, or do you want it for later? No, no, no.
2: that's that's for later. But okay. thank you for pulling s- it. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the Feebles again. So right as we're right as we're getting into the beginning, the one last piece of trivia I do want to share here before we officially get started is you'll notice at the beginning of the movie um the if you saw when you were watching it for anybody that watched along with us i know the boys did uh peter jackson is a well-known like aficionado of the original 1933 version of king kong um in the beginning of the movie um the new zealand zoo official is actually stealing a rat monkey from skull island oh the reference to yeah to king kong um Jackson uh, obviously would then return in 2005 to make his own King Kong, which is actually very cool. I kind of liked that. That is cool.
4: Even though, I listen, not my favorite King Kong movie is that Peter Jackson one. It's kind of a big turd. But that was uh, originally... supposed to be looped into the, uh, uh, the people have tried to make, uh, on another episode we did Deep Rising, uh, Treat mm-hmm. Williams, shout out, but that was also linked to the uh, the island and there's some people that have tried to loosely connect Deep Rising to that King Kong, Peter Jackson film, which I kind of love because mm. I think they should, I'd love if they lived in the same universe and uh, it was dead alive, which kind of fucking yeah. rules, so.
3: Well, when I watched the uh, opening scene, that, that uh, really, uh, what's the word, word eroded kind of landscape, I almost thought it was the same place when they uh, entered the, the land of the dead. In yes. The third Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Or, or maybe where, um, uh, what's his name, Frodo and Samwise go up, meet upon the spider.
2: Yes. No, I actually thought the exact same thing. I do not know for sure if it is the same area of New Zealand, though I would absolutely bet you are probably right. Um I do know that directors when they tend to find an area they like, um and New Zealand being as beautiful as it is, they tend to reuse them where they can. Um but yeah, so let's talk about to-
3: directors <laughs> like using New York City.
2: Uh, right, right, right. It's like the most stereotypical. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> But so I love like let's oh God, let's get into it. This the start of this movie, okay. So the movie starts off super culturally sensitive with the portrayal of an African <laughs> tribe being very upset at the capture of a rare monkey by a New Zealand researcher and his helper translator. And I could not help but think this whole scene, it's like Indiana Jones meets contagion meets Congo. <laughs> <laughs> It's a weird blend. I like. it actually
4: had Bruce Campbell in it. Yeah, yeah. I (laughs) I like. I like the fact that he pulls out. I have a permit. A permit. Do you see this here, you fucking motherfuckers?
2: Oh God. The just. Oh my God. The the cultural betrayal of those people was ten out of ten. Just.
4: Okay. Very, I thought it was very accurate. That's how I've always imagined. <laughs>
2: very, very unlike
3: you know, the people of the ruins. That if you even touch their pyramid, they shoot you. So, that true.
2: <laughs> so hey, researcher- that's true. So the research
3: fine. We'll even kill our own kid on the spot. let me. <laughs>
2: so so the researcher is is arguing back and forth with the natives and then he gets bit by the very monkey he's actually trying to take so he receives what they call the bite and he swiftly phenomenally gets his arm chopped off and then his other arm until he is brutally hacked to death which is the most monty python thing i've ever seen
4: yeah it's just a scratch uh, i'll be yeah. fine by the, by
3: the way, they, they redid this scene in the, in the movie uh, Dead Snow with Nazi uh, zombies breaking yes. it and finally gets bit in the dick.
2: So. I love that movie, actually. You know what? We should put that on our winner playlist. That's actually a great movie. I'm I love pretty sure Dead Snow.
4: I own a copy of Dead Snow. I'm, I'm 99% yes. sure. I got to go look back through.
2: And you know what? That's a movie that I also actually enjoy the sequel for like two small like films I actually thought they were both good Oh, fun fact! Different.
4: and I know I'll, we should save this for the dead snow episode but uh dead snow is actually part uh, uh is actually there's dead snow dead snow 2 and uh the trilogy is completed with frozen which is it's a little little <laughs> of fact that all three
2: of them exist in the do you want to rise a zombie
4: <laughs> let it dead snow dead snow <laughs> these Nazis are wanna- coming back <laughs> any more <laughs> we have
3: Let fun the Nazi zombies go to dead snow
2: i'm glad that eric brought that up though because i forgot that obviously <laughs> duh it's disney made um so <laughs> so the monkey is then for whatever reason i do have to like kind of point out a plot hole the monkey is then put on a plane to new zealand which i think to myself how and why did the monkey still get on this plane after he's already been killed, but I'm gonna—we're just gonna keep going past that. Get
0: paid.
2: What?
3: His 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 fellow henchmen had to get paid the money.
2: Yeah, that is true. <laughs> oh, but the whole thing just a plot hole, Peter Jackson. I plot just hole. I just
4: had to hack up my bolts for for for, for twenty for twenty squid. I've got to bring this fucking monkey back and then uh, get really make some make some bucks on it. You know what? Also <laughs> hot, doesn't hot make sense.
3: What also doesn't make sense is that Vader is already back on his ship after confronting Luke in the end of Empire Strikes Back. I <laughs> had like five more scenes of Vader going back to his ship just to make sure we saw him go back.
2: To his boy, ship. No! boy, no, boys, no! look, I can't get any wetter from the weekly Star Wars conversations. I just, I can't make any more <laughs> ladies blue. You gotta give me a break.
3: Here. How did Vader get back to his ship after fighting Luke? Well, he took a spaceship. And we just didn't see it. So what?
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. This is just my daily reminder that y'all are all married and i'm not anyways when we meet the beautiful so sorry so let me back up for a second so the the monkey lands in new zealand and we get to see it getting through the city and all that we then are taken to a small grocer small convenience store where we meet the beautiful paquita who looks like she belongs in west side story not really sure of the aesthetic there but okay
4: you remind (laughs) me of a really sexy door the explorer growing up in regular new zealand hope we don't find a zombie rat monkey that's a my favorite santana song
2: that was great Eric. thank you for hearing that i'm loving i'm lugging i'm loving the reverse skills today it's uh, really coming through <laughs> i love you anyways um so she She's in love with this guy. I believe his name was Roger. He's like the local delivery guy. And she tells her grandma, like, I'm in love with this white boy. I can't help myself. I know they're useless, but what you're going to do? And <laughs> <laughs> grandma takes her in the back and they do some tarot cards. Because look, what good grandma doesn't work with the occult? I mean, <laughs> I wish my grandmother had done more black magic with me. That's all I'm saying. I mean, she um, to go get a loan.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Jeremy that got me.
1: Goddamn it! <laughs> That's what well, she's look,
2: look, she may have bad credit, but she, her grandma tells her she's gonna find a love that lasts forever. So, is she really losing? Because I don't have either. So, um anyways, I
4: also think um, it's very funny that the the love that she finds is this this guy who is like, <laughs> I know <how> to get-, <laughs> get, get this. lives with his mom he has a real shitty job and and also he's 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 basically he is new zealand's incel of the 1990s that she falls in love with which i love
2: (laughs) so look it's embarrassing because normally i would consider him like, I look I look at him and I go, woo, what a loser. But if I'm being honest, I do kind of consider him normally kind of my type because I like a weak man <laughs> that I, who has no aspirations, who is as thin as a rail that I know when I get on top of him, I'll break him in spirit and body. So, like, he's kind of my type.
4: But he'll take out um, the trash and he'll mow the lawn. So that, what else do you need?
2: I I, a man with a backbone. But, you know, it's fine. It's I'll settle for what I can find. <laughs> Um, <laughs> how,
4: about a,
3: how about a special guy, that, that, like Job, that mows the lawn? Oh, the oh, lawn mower man. man! But he might make he might get a pill that might make him smarter someday.
2: No, you know what? Look, I lawn mower man is close, but mm, I'm looking more for a a trash man because whenever we're in bed together, I want him to light a bunch of fires and say, my life for you. My- <laughs> and uh, that's a that's a standard reference
4: my, my biggest problem with the lawnmower man and then we're going to get back on topic i swear is that it's it's the most i don't like how hollywood is always trying to whitewash people you know in in making a white guy the lawnmower man and that's just where i'm most offended more than anything white
2: why are you offended you you are the lawnmower man because lawnmower man stands for any white guy who's a dad now who has no other hobbies he's like oh the grass is looking a bit long i guess i need to go mow and when eric doesn't have something to mow you're like oh i need something to build and you're like i'll go work on my basement like, i won't work on myself but i'll work on my basement.
4: Stop! I have I have hobbies. All these little comedy skits I write for people.
2: So, oh God, even you saying skits? Even I can't. God, God. skit.
3: A new new movie about Julio Cesar Chavez, starring Justin Bieber as Julio Cesar Chavez. Mm
4: -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I did. Oh, uh, I got. Hey, I got, I got some guy, uh, that I used to work with. Send me, send me jokes that he said I could use his skits. Can I, can I read a joke for you guys that was sent to me that I could use on stage? Okay. So this is from a guy that I haven't talked to in like 10 years. He sent me this out of the blue. He goes, what up, Eric? I have an original you can use. Okay. He goes, my wife's divorcing me. He goes, we met up for lunch and masks were required when we, ha- when we met up. And she said, I hope it was good. I said, I don't know what you're talking about. She said, where the, p- where the panties came from. And then she said, and then he goes, then she said, where is your mask? And he said, the same place the panties came from that you're wearing on your face pretty good bit. I can't wait hmm. to use that one. I think that's going to be that's, good. Hey, do you, know, you want to know what I responded? Yeah. Big laughy face. Okay. So look, <laughs> I hate you. I hate you so hey, much. hey, do you know what I know? Hey, but look, being kind, you get more gifts. I got another bit. This one I haven't even read yet, so I'll read it live on air. Here we go. I was late for lunch with my wife uh, because the girl I got the panties from calls 911 on me. Okay. There's a lot of of things that happen in this story. (laughs) Because I had an erection lasting longer than four hours. And I had a hard time convincing the paramedics that I don't think I need medical attention. But after showing them, knowing I will be meeting my wife with tent in my crotch. That's a real word. I'm reading it word for word. I'm asking them is there anything you can give me for it the female paramedic said oh shit my phone went dead my female paramedic said a BJ (laughs) the male said I can give you $20 and a BJ so I walked away with $20 hey
2: can you give me a favor can you give me his number so I can tell him to go kill himself
4: I, I'll I'll see what I could do. I can hook you up with it. I'll send it over to you.
2: Hearing hearing stuff like that, I'm not so sad. I'm not married anymore. Hey,
4: do you want I, to you want to know what I responded back to that? Laughy face. Three laughy faces. <laughs> <laughs> I keep he keeps writing all of my material, so I can't. You know, I got nothing else in this world.
3: So I, he got two blowjobs and twenty dollars.
4: Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ashley, tell us more about uh, Paquita and our new hero, Lionel
2: Cosgrove. I can't can't unhear this. I can't unhear this at all. So, yeah, actually, let's back up for a second. So, but before she's done with her grandmother, she does let her know that the man she loves in that relationship will face oppression, but Paquita ignores it. Just like every woman, we ignore red flags. So... (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> i'm just surprised we, we they, be, i'm just surprised she saw a white guy and was like this guy's oppressed
2: i need to love him <laughs> oh. no 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 she didn't say he was oppressed we don't know it could have meant like he will oppress you so it's, it's, there's a lot of room for interpretation um <laughs> so we so then immediately though yes we meet lionel so immediately he comes in the door like it's destiny he's a bumbling idiot he's useless she's in love and we've (laughs) then realized lionel has a very overbearing cunty mother she is the kiwi karen she's a neat freak absolutely horrible human being lionel goes home thinking about paquita paquita like any normal woman shows up uninvited immediately at Lionel's house with groceries while he's mowing the grass, because that's not crazy. Uh, I love that. So while he's talking to Paquita, Lionel's mother is clearly unhappy. He's found a romantic interest and she begins to stalk her son. <laughs> Cause this isn't, you know, this is a horror movie, not a thriller. So if you, <laughs> if you thought this was Dateline, it's not. Um, so Lionel takes Paquita to the zoo and i have to say lionel looks like a martin short sketch from saturday night live i do not remember the name of the character but he had like this weird like peewee haircut <laughs> like, what is it <laughs> but does he not look like that
3: yes without hundred
2: percent yes he gives off those vibes 100 percent. he looks like an absolute loser and i would totally go out with him um so did
4: you guys did you guys know that uh actress elizabeth moody who plays the mother in this uh was in uh the lord of the rings trilogy as a matter of fact she actually played uh, Lo- uh lobelia uh in lord of the rings which is like one of the hobbit uh town folk so she uh, oh. she made it into the lord of the rings just because of this oh. part in this in this uh small little movie
3: I was praying you were going to say Sauron.
2: She, <laughs> she plays the mouth of Sauron. <laughs> I thought you were going to say one of the orcs, and she's like, meets back on the menu bar. <laughs> you,
3: you, know, you know who played the mouth of Sauron, don't you?
4: Yeah, that uh, the one guy from uh, uh, Three from Hell, or Bill Pack? No, fuck, it's the guy from Three from Hell, right?
3: No, it's the guy from uh, Road Warrior, the, the, um, the, oh, the Jack- giant. Right. Bruce, right. uh, something. I'll Vince. shut up.
4: I'll shut up. So, you
3: know, it was also the, the underground uh, subway guy from the uh, what the final or medium, what was the medium matrix? The the, the uh, subway bum,
4: yes, and also, yes, oh, gosh. And also, of course, you also, know his whole fucking discography.
3: <laughs> also, also ran the one planet uh, with the funky uh, uh lines down his face guy in uh, uh Clone Wars. All right. Oh no, no no no! I'm sorry. It's um uh, the, the the return of the uh, the Jedi or the end of the Jedi, whatever. The,
4: Thank you so much for that, Jeremy. Yeah, Ashley, so. take us through this movie. This is wild. <laughs> okay, so we <laughs> welcome to my every week.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm praying I get to see Bruce Spence someday. I've already met the. Uh, I've already met. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you t- okay, we get it. You're going to meet Bruce Spence.
2: I'm going to make that happen for you.
3: Lingerie. It's my other favorite New Zealand actor, so Bruce Spence. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Kiwis actually make phenomenal films. So so Lionel takes Vakita to the zoo for their first date. And on the date, he tells her the reason his dad is not around is his father dies, apparently, when Lyle is a child trying to save him from drowning, which is, like, super traumatic and so sad. And this, like, no English-speaking bitch is like, oh, that's so sad. And I'm like, okay, this is this is terrible. So, at the zoo...
3: Yeah, the movie really upsets Phil Collins when he hears it. So.
2: <laughs>
4: yeah, because anytime he sees somebody drowning, he never lends a hand. <laughs>
2: Jesus, this. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: Phil Collins so- is
4: the worst lifeguard.
2: <laughs> hey, we're look, safe. I know oh, we Phil could Collins. sit here. Look, I know we could sit here and talk about like bad parents, but we already look. We already did Eric Clapton like weeks ago, so let's just move on. <laughs> so, um
3: Eric Clapton never bought- dropped a bag of cocaine out a window. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, believe it, I can't. Uh, so so anyway, so we find out about this 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 tragedy from Lionel's childhood. So while at the zoo, we see a creeper. It is Lionel's mother observing their date like a total fucking psycho. But at the zoo, we also see the Simantran monkey. But this one looks like a rat that escaped from Jeremy's basement. And. <laughs> it, 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 is the monkey that we saw at the beginning of the film or at least was alluded to the one captured from skull island and he tears off the arm of one of the other primates which is one of the wildest scenes i i I can't even describe it it's just like claymation i guess like claymation used yeah so disturbing just absolutely bizarre and then to make it worse they claim that the rats on that island raped the monkeys and i was like that is a bit too much that is that's a bit of an accusation because i know for a fact jeremy's never been to africa
3: <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 a lot of the time i do dream about the the, the rains in africa
2: <laughs> would you jeremy would you ever get a monkey and see if it'll mate with one of your basement rats
3: I'm against all forms of rape, even between like cross species. I mean, I mean Mm. I might make rape jokes, but I really am against rape.
2: I respect I'm so glad you finally, after all this time, took an official stance on it, and I feel a lot more at peace. I appreciate it. By
3: the way, my friend friend uh across the uh the um Chesapeake Bay decided to get chickens once. So he's like, Yeah, I'm gonna start growing chickens. He made the mistake of getting so many roosters versus so many hens and found out that roosters are just the most disgusting animals because they rape the hell out of the hens and hence the, the hens backside look completely devoid of feathers from being raped. And he, was, he said, yeah, um, I finally killed pretty much all the roosters except for one. And I was so pleased to killing them because I hated seeing them raping the hens. <laughs>
2: that's crazy but i do i do i mean i do believe that i've been seeing videos of like it's mating season for um sheep and to try to figure out what stud has been impregnating the sheep they cover them in like safe body paint and so like around the male genitals is paint so then you can know which which female lambs he's or he's been hitting it Mm. and they (laughs) <laughs> One farmer was like, he pointed out all of the all of the sheep were blue and he's like, he's been fucking all of the other sheep, and then you see one sheep with blue on the face, and he's like, he really like that one.
4: <laughs> I love that uh, that one Eliza Schlesinger joke, and I'm not a I'm not a huge Eliza Schlesinger fan, but that one bit she talks about, she's like, like your little pomeranian dog. You think that happened from consent? Do hmm? you think that you think that pomeranian consented to be she's created? Still
3: pretty, she's still pretty funny when she does all those roasts. So
4: yeah, she's she's pretty good.
3: So he says. That vanilla session. Dude. Also,
4: shout out Drew Landry, her uh, official opener everywhere. Uh, I'm a big, big fan. Baltimore's own Drew Landry. Very, very funny. Very, very Jewish comedian. Love him to death.
3: You need at least one or two Jewish comedians. There aren't any, practically.
4: Well,
2: yeah. <laughs> <Be careful. laughs> I was going to say, be careful, Jeremy. I'm starting to see some blue around Eric's face. I know who's been fucking his <laughs>
4: Drew used to have this fucking great bit where he talked about how uh you how there's like he's like, horror movies, you're fucked if you're Jewish. He just like, Crosses stop everything. What am I gonna do? Pull out a star of David and fucking fend off a vampire? He's like, best I can hope is that it's made out of silver and I can throw it into a werewolf. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
3: I, I, did I mention stop me if I mentioned this last time that the last person celebrity I talked to at Monster Mania was the uh, chick from Ash versus Evil Dead and she was just like about to leave for the, the night and I, I finally got to talk to her because I didn't get enough of the uh, celebrity room and I said thank you very much for that one line from uh, Ash versus Evil Dead where Ash puts two big crosses where her parents are and she's like they're jewish you know
0: that don't you <laughs> yeah these fucking
3: lines of all time on television.
0: i love it. Yeah. So, it
2: oh god that's pretty cool though actually uh let's see okay so lionel's mother like we said was spying on their date but then she trips and she gets bit by the rat monkey and then immediately crushes his brain in, which is a very normal response to do to a rare animal at a zoo. I, I, uh, so. I love
4: that <laughs> I love the crowd goers just going, Oh my god, as she just not just stops at once, like multiple times, like you fucking oh, yeah.
2: piece of shit. Well, but I I also love that she is so cunty that no one says anything, that no one that works there is going to be like, ma'am, you just killed our rare. But they're like, nope, just let her do it. I'm afraid she'll do it to me, which no. we will find out later. makes sense. The worst you know, thing
4: which- is the last thing you want is her complaining to the manager right after this. So... <laughs> <laughs>
3: You know, the best part of that scene is when she crushes the eye out of the rat, which reminded me of another thing that happened in life with Eric at his apartment complex.
4: Oh God! Well, that's another story that we've told on the pod. We're gonna move it along, Jeremy. Oh,
2: God, there's more disgusting Eric. stories about Eric. Oh, we definitely just, told that right. story before.
4: Let's just say
3: that when Eric tried to comfort the uh, Korean woman that uh, saw it, that um, he tried to touch her shoulder, and
4: she's like, ah, "Don't touch me." <laughs> And I was like, a lot of
2: women do that when Eric tries to
4: touch them. That is, that's not uncommon. (laughs) Where do you see my daughters? Um, uh, Any. Actually, continue on.
2: Jesus Christ! <laughs> Woo, <laughs> it's getting uncomfortable in here. I'm just kidding. His kids, his kids love them. All um, oh, kids
3: see their parents naked at least once in life. All right,
4: relax, Jeremy. <laughs>
2: once. Jesus,
4: <laughs> lol.
2: <laughs> ah, I don't want to picture any of the God, hate this. All right, so, um. Let's see. So we find out, like, less than 24 hours later, Lionel's mother's expecting company from a very prestigious group she belongs to. Lionel's mother cuts her face and the skin... Just falls off, and Lionel uh-huh. hilariously helps glue her face back together. Which I was like, I gotta be honest, this is me before literally every show. I'm just like trying to piece myself together mm-hmm. and look like a person, and it doesn't work.
4: I also, I, I, I there, I agree with, uh, I think the Woodworth boys, I, I'll speak for Jeremy. Uh, this is, uh, you know, that interaction is literally Ashley telling us to go to the doctor where we refuse and that's just get the duct tape and put it over us
2: yeah leg leg pussy was a big <laughs> a big turning point in our relationship
3: Doctors are part of the new world government. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I love that. It, like the boys are like, we're not going to get vaccinated, and I'm like, I don't care that you're not vaccinated. We all need vaccinated from whatever you guys carry. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> just you guys are petri dishes. Of I am pure a, putrid shit. <laughs> I
4: will admit, I'm a walking variant. Uh... <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> I do everything for
3: myself from YouTube videos. <laughs>
2: Ugh. God, who who I'm sorry, who's your doctor? Dr. Mick Stuffins from Disney Channel. I hate this.
4: I've been seeing the same doctor since the late nineties. Uh, he's great and his name is Kavorkian and I love him to death.
2: Yeah, I honestly thought now. you were gonna go with Dr. Huxtable, but anyway. Uh.
4: <laughs> hey, I, I have like, sleep <laughs> apnea. <laughs> I was like, hey, my stomach is chilling real
3: bad. He's like, have you considered suicide?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. oh my god you guys are (laughs) so gross but i love you anyways um so as the day goes on we clearly see especially at the the dinner table she is clearly disgustingly sick like she is struggling to form words she's developed lesions on her skin and her face and it's already getting pretty gross then lionel serves custard Mm. and this is the scene when I first ever tried to watch this movie. I thought I was going to throw up. Lionel's mother then squirts pus into the custard which this dude eats. He eats it. Then her ear falls off and she eats her own goddamn ear. <laughs> uh, Eric, you're already making me sick. Just talking about it. Good soup. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
3: that's the worst thing I hate about these big... Uh... These big cyst pus uh, busting things is when they shoot right into somebody's mouth.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I love watching a good cyst bust. Uh, which is, how look, I, I watch my... children.
0: Uh. <laughs> and, if it, and if it was just white, like, how
3: his cheeks, that'd be fine. But when it's like the gray, I'm like, oh. Uh, <laughs> the gray mixed with the green and, and the
4: red. So I, I popped, I popped one thing <laughs> on my arm. Hold less. it back! You try to hold it back! I, put, I popped one thing on my arm once that gave out green and gray and uh, I did make the thing that he's like, no longer am I Gandalf the White. <laughs> I am Gandalf the Gray as I squeezed it out of my fucking forearm. It was good.
3: I, I'm, I'm thinking of making songs for these public service announcements for like pus and things coming out of your arm. As like, green is the color of septic death. You need to go to the doctor and get your leeches.
0: Green is the
3: color <laughs> Thanks, I, Jeremy. I, I, I it's just like Mr. Yuck, but for like, you know, when your arm is dying from like diabetes. Or something.
2: You guys are green and clear and out of control. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I'm just trying to help
3: America. America.
2: I am so sick. I'm physically ill from, <laughs> from this conversation, which has never happened before. It's funny is... Just the color
3: just brings up, brings to mind things that should never be. So. I've
2: seen a lot on both of you, and uh, people act like me talking about diarrhea is the worst thing they've heard on this podcast. I've seen. Oh,
3: we can try to outdo each other. Tip for that?
2: <laughs> I would not. I I would not be happy if I threw up all over my equipment. So. Yeah. So then, you know, they scoot the guests out, and he's, again, throughout this whole movie, throughout this whole movie, we see him continue to act like, this is, this is fine. This isn't abnormal. What's happening? So he's then, I believe, talking to Paquita, and she says dark, dark forces are forming against him, and then they hear cries from upstairs, and it's Lionel's mother. And Lionel, being the little bitch that he is, is like, my poor mother. And Eric, if you have it queued up, we... We then find out that Lionel's mother has eaten Paquita's dog, Fernando. Oh,
0: Fernando,
4: your mother ate my dog. Not all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's uh, a pretty good dog over here. Look, this is uh, a a bit, bit of German Shepherd here left on the on on the uh, on the parasol. Um,
3: I know this isn't true because they were from the 70s, but I really like to think that uh, ABBA wrote the song Fernando about this uh, woman's dog. <laughs>
2: Fernando!
3: <laughs> I love a good okay. ABBA joke.
2: That was pretty good. I, I did like that, Jeremy.
3: Also, did the new album. Oh, really?
2: They oh, they did. You're right. They did.
3: I tried so to be pretty... funny about my comedy.
2: you're very in the know jeremy i definitely like that a lot i also thought this was funny because i love that eric tells everybody that he put barley down but the truth was (laughs) i ate his dog mom was hungry (laughs) (laughs) like night snack (laughs) protein (laughs) um lionel is then attacked by his own mother and again not using a ton of logic here he's like just go get a nurse so while the nurse is on her way his mother dies and 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 it's terrible his mother then immediately comes back to life and kills the nurse again at no point is Lionel like this is weird <laughs> this is <laughs> that's no, curious so at no point does he find this strange and he continues to hide her zombie nature from others she escapes and then hilariously gets hit by a bus. <laughs> final <laughs> <Lionel Yeah. laughs> continues to sedate her zombie body which as a zombie movie this for me whole movie is like a 10 i'll say 9 out of 10 10 out of 10 just how hilarious it is
3: let's, talk, his,
2: let's
3: talk about the most important thing about how his mom literally does a blair thing to uh gary's face from behind into her cheeks, putting the, the fingers into the cheeks, much yeah. like Terry, and, and also from tearing her thing, head, yeah. Back, yeah. tearing her head backwards, where you follow. <laughs> the, the, the line of sight of this woman's head is every time they use that joke so many times of when she sees the perspective with her head.
4: Yeah, every time her head tilts all the way back so that she's looking behind her because it like flop tops like she's fucking Terrence mm-hmm. and Philip. They take the camera shot, like, Whoa! like uh, oh like <laughs> Oh, it's so fun.
2: Man, like the kills in this movie, as we continue to go on, like the kills in this movie are so fucking good. I, I love every single one of them. So we then finally are led to believe we think at one point that she's finally dead or like permanently sedated because at least that's what the the rest of the characters in this movie think they they think she has finally passed away. At the funeral, like we meet. I'm sorry.
3: Just like the Ramones, sedated.
2: Thank you, thank you for that. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Um, so at the funeral, we meet Lionel's creepy uncle, who's one of my favorite characters in the movie. And the only person I love more than this creepy uncle is the priest. Uh, so we meet the priest.
4: I like his, uncle. uh, his uncle looks like, uh, a guy who, uh, was like was the lead singer of a ska band in the 90s but today <laughs> right like th- this is what he's grown into is like he's like yeah I still do my kicks also I love this and uh anyway he does he's a <laughs> he very will- ska feel
3: he uh, gives off just a little bit of overdumb, and he's literally the lead bad guy from Porky's. So. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. For her, yeah. <laughs> but he gives off that super, he, he's so good at giving off this creepy, gross persona. Like, he's great at it, because just looking at him, I'm like, I bet he is sticky if you touch him. Like, it's just not a nice, <laughs> not a nice vibe. So they go in to check on the body before they put it i guess in the casket mm-hmm. and apparently they forgot to turn off the embalming machine mm-hmm. and she she is the old faithful of embalming fluid she is mm-hmm. just spewing green liquid everywhere she looks like my asshole <laughs> it is <it's> just <laughs> she's the bellagio of buttholes that is just blowing up everywhere
3: and also just, this is the mid uh unshaven peter jackson in that scene
2: so. yeah yeah there is yes you're correct yeah i do i do i actually do like for the most part i do like when you know stephen king um peter jackson i i don't know why i'm drawing a blank uh, on someone alfred else hitchcock. oh alfred hitchcock there's a there's another one on on my mind that i'm i'm drawing hey, a blank spielberg, on but...
3: Steven spielberg and the blues brothers
2: <laughs> now but 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 there's <laughs> there, there's other directors that regularly like very regularly quentin Tarantino. Put themselves in... eh, sort of yeah but he actually sometimes gives himself these big ass roles but yeah. i i'm saying I, I like i like when when people pepper themselves in i like a little peppering kevin feek that's another good one but
3: by anyways, the way by the way bad taste he took so long to film that there's a really skinny Peter Jackson in the film and the fat Peter Jackson in the film when he's bearded as well.
2: I like it. I sympathize because that was me from 2020 to now. I I, I sympathize.
4: I like that you've gone full Peter Jackson during the pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) I have a special
3: app on my phone that uh, measures his weight weekly. So I uh, (laughs) (laughs) on an app
2: i've i've tried not to look at mine or his so that i
3: also want to get the um the uh that kid from Superbad's fat chart on an
4: app as well so
2: oh poor uh jonah hill
3: yeah, I uh, like the fat Jonah Hill.
4: I so. know we, I know we skipped over one part earlier, but it's also he's he's walking around tranquilizing his mom, but he has to go to the vet, who is like clearly an ex-Nazi, which I, I really I don't think we can we can just glance over that he goes to this ex-Nazi who really looks like he could just be thrown into the movie Shockwaves at any single moment, and uh, I, I, I I need to get some terror.
2: yeah. I love that Eric has this fashion. A great point. Thank you for pointing that out i love that eric though does seem to have this radar that every time we watch a movie eric's like former nazi in the medical profession no, and he just I can't <laughs> yeah it's always like an undertaker or a doctor and eric will sit there and do you guys remember in Roger Rabbit where, like, to make him come out, you do, you know, Nazi! If you did that to Eric, Eric would bust through a wall like you said, the Kool-Aid man. And be like, Nazis! And would just, Eric can't help himself. And not even just Nazi. Eric's like, former Nazi. That's Eric's favorite part. Well, that's, he's like, that guy? He used to be one.
4: That's what you don't understand, though, because, like, listen, th- Finding ex Nazis is literally Pokemon for fifty year old men in America, and that is the most fun thing. Like, like, oh, I found Mangala. Is that him? And like, that is really that's what really touches our heart.
2: Uh, is if finding only ex-Nazis. you would. That's great, Eric. If only you would spend that much time looking for the clitoris. Anyways,
4: <laughs> never. So... <will>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Maybe you wouldn't be in the basement all the time, yeah? Nazi. Okay. So.
3: I, bring, I, I always have a big old can of flour in the bedroom, so. <laughs> I, don't
4: the I gotcha. All right, so okay. take us through what. So we have the ex-Nazi, we have the tranquilizers, we've gotten all the way up to uh, her getting knocked out at a grocery store, and now. Uh, She's been embalmed. We're at the funeral. What happens at the funeral?
2: Well, so the funeral doesn't really go go great. You know, we talked to the uncle... Um, with, you know, with Lionel and he's talking about the, the family situation, but my favorite part is actually, I'm sorry, I'm going to skip over unless you have something to say. It's after the funeral. That's where it really gets good for me.
4: Well, you have to mention that he comes tumbling through because mom wakes up and then they have to, he wrestles her out into the procession and he's like, oh, that used to be out <laughs> like
2: this. Oh, fair. Well, so for me though, it's what happens after is the huge part and that's the whole change in the story that real uptick and one of my favorite scenes. So Lionel at night goes and breaks into the graveyard to dig up his mother. Mm-hmm. In what is probably one of my favorite scenes because his mother starts attacking these badass punks in the graveyard kind of like a return of the living dead type scene. But if Eric if you have it queued up the priest is there <laughs> And he starts realizing that people are, I wouldn't say he knows they're turning into zombies, but he knows something's up. And he starts taking on the mom and these punks. And he says one of my favorite lines. Stay
0: boy. This calls for divine intervention.
4: Ah! I kick ass for the Lord. I like that he does karate. The fact that he's a preacher from New Zealand that also can jump kick people is probably the part of the movie where you're like, okay, this is this is <laughs> this is the film we're watching right now.
2: I, I sent a picture of the priest to Eric on the day I was watching it, and I was like, oh my god, it's the original Midnight Mass.
3: <laughs> I, I totally didn't put it together until now that it's such a send up to Evil Dead Two, but it's also a send up to uh, the Toxic Avenger. So
4: it is it is it's gross for the sake of being gross it's the pulpiest of movies and we have now thrust ourselves into the depths of the depravity of this film yes this motherfucker goes full bruce (laughs) lee pulling out tekken combos on zombie bikers and his mom (laughs) Uh, just an amazing turn of events
2: But what's even better is after all of this, so then people start turning very quickly. So the priest has now turned all these punks, his mom, the nurse, they're all zombies now. He's now essentially set up a zombie nursing home in his own house. And he's caring for all of them, which makes absolutely no goddamn sense. So then Lionel leaves his home and the priest... Catches an eyeful of the nurse. And apparently, even in death, men are pigs. Yeah. And <laughs> <It> <laughs> can't even, even though still. you're
4: dead, even though you're dead, what they don't tell you is death is nature's um blue chew.
2: Aphrodisia.
4: You know, it just <laughs> he is stiff downstairs and he's trying to get some zombie pussy. And it's not only zombie pussy, it makes a new dead life.
2: Ah, so un like so strange and unnatural and i got to be honest i don't want to hurt i don't want to hurt your feelings but for a hot second i thought this was a woodworth baby
0: picture
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah definitely a woodworth um not I, sure which one the baby's laughter
4: as it just moves
0: around <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, my you. sweet Susie. Um yeah, she
2: Oh wow. I mean I was gonna be nice and say it was you, but Eric's like that's <laughs> definitely one of my kids.
3: You know, the best thing about the babies is he's, like going through a radio to get a rat to kill. So
0: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Um So we're so he discovers later uh that you know that they've been mating and this whole thing's going on, which is wild. I can't remember though, Eric the The baby, I guess, Lionel discovers the baby and takes him to the park as which, if it was a r- real child.
4: Which I gotta be honest with you is the funniest part of the movie to me. <laughs> when he takes the baby to the park and then the baby gets loose and he just starts beating the shit out. There's one part where he yeah. gets the baby and just starts, takes it by the feet and starts beating the shit out of it. <laughs> and then it's like this bum that comes and he's like, yeah! <laughs> I, I laugh so hard at the bum. He's just excited. He's like, Finally, it's baby beatdown day. Woo!
2: (laughs) (laughs) But what's so funny is that whole sequence almost never made the movie. It was added. It was added, and they almost wanted him to cut it because of what a waste they thought it was of financing for the film. Oh my gosh! Now I do, but it have, turned out to be one of the favorites.
4: It it is it is fucking great. I love how ugly the baby is. I love that it causes all this mischief and is fun. It's like, hey, hey. it gets hit by a bike, and like apparently, instead of running the baby over, it's solid as a brick, and the fucking tumbles somebody <laughs> else over. A lot of good gags in there. Full Three Stooges style comedy throughout the entire scene, and then you just get to see our fucking hero beat the shit out of a baby and (laughs) fucking throw it back in the stroller which is fucking phenomenal
2: and it is a huge baby can we point that out That this has to be a massive looking baby I was like you could not pay me to shit out a kid that size even if I was dead
3: (laughs) I saw the scenes of that baby crying that wasn't like a little doll I was like I gotta find out which midget this was
4: Please
3: yeah. Which New Zealand midget he used? He might have used a kid for the scene. I don't know.
4: Yeah, oh, I, that's a good question.
2: I love, I love the way you guys come together. I've got Eric chasing Nazis and Jeremy spotting. Little people. Our is. thesis. I mean, so were- Our thesis is
4: actually finding the first midget Nazi, and when we no. find that, uh, we've we've come full circle.
3: No, I, I'm three weeks away from meeting uh, Ed Gale, otherwise known as Chucky, otherwise oh. known as Howard the Duck, otherwise known as Station from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. So,
2: damn, wow, that's pretty cool. I actually just realized if we can back up for one second because I don't want to get us going too long, but. Sorry, before we discover the baby, though, this made me laugh. So the uncle shows up at the house, and Lionel's freaking out because it's an unexpected visitor. He's trying to hide the zombies. Hey,
4: before it is we, actually. A- hey, before we get to that, can I add one other thing in real quick? Because sure. it happens right after the baby scene, and it's a forgotten sure. scene. But I, I it, but it brings into my my vast knowledge of rugby. So I need to bring this up. So Paquita, okay. uh the Paquita and our hero Lionel. Uh, break up and so she's dating Mm -hmm. now uh, this guy who is the New Zealand douchebag he's a rugby player and as he's walking Mm. down the street with her he mentions he's just like and we were playing with the boys and he's like I could be the next Bob Scott. And now to an American audience, that might not mean a lot, but Bob Scott was actually an All Blacks player from uh, New Zealand All Blacks, which is the uh, the national sport of New Zealand from 1946 to 1954. He played uh, fullback, which is like the last line of defense. He was a great tackler. He uh, he was actually known that when he had to kick conversions and, and kick for points, he would kick barefoot and he fucking would nail a lot of big kicks uh, so basically to understand how funny that joke is to say that he's going to be the next Bo- Bob Scott, this random rugby player. It's like saying I'm going to be the next Babe Ruth. If you're going to be walking down the street with somebody like, Oh yeah, I'm basically Babe Ruth. Uh, I, I actually
2: really get that. Cause it's like me saying I'm going to be the next Tom Myers.
3: And <laughs> <laughs> also wasn't Bob Scott, the lead singer for ACDC.
2: Uh,
4: that's Bond, Scott. But yes, we're close enough. Um... And
2: it's not ACDC. It's Akadaka. Acadeca. <laughs> <Akadaka. laughs> yeah. That's what they say there.
4: Akadaka. My other favorite
3: song, Dire Maker by Led Zeppelin. So, so
4: take us, though, into the uncle now who is uh, trying to lay claim over the house now.
2: Correct. So, yeah. So that happens a little bit before the, the discovery of the baby. Because actually, while he is in the house trying to take control over it from Lionel and wedge his way in he hears the zombie priest and nurse fucking and i immediately thought of you boys because he's like oh did you find your dad's porn collection (laughs) and i was just flooded with with nostalgia for for the woodworth boys and their wonderful memories of flesh and fur and (laughs) don't open this and you know (laughs) poodles
3: don't don't forget forget the porn lanch
2: poralan Por- playboy play altar boy all those so I get it um
3: why did you find your dad dead covered with uh pornos in his bed well he got porno lanched
2: <laughs> it's one of my favorite songs that's why I thought of you boys I was like oh there's so much there's so much my, here my favorite golden girl is porno blancheche porno Blanche, Porna- <laughs> Porna
4: Blanche. <laughs>
3: and also we did the or one of our more popular uh, episodes was the guy who actually did die from porn from yes Chelsea. yeah
2: i actually i was not on that but i love to actually re-listen to that episode because it is a very funny story <laughs> thank you for being a perv <laughs> um so eric do you by any chance have audio that i i didn't do a great job referencing for you but of the uncle by any chance The uncle? Yeah, I did pull that audio.
4: I have it. I have it ready.
2: Can Um, I have it now? Yes, yes.
0: Uh, uh, Who's that uh,
2: little girl you've been seeing? What? You know, the little Latin number with a cute bum? Paquita. Oh,
4: yeah. Paquita. That's the one.
0: (laughs) Oh, She's a bit of all right. Wouldn't mind her doing
4: the growl on me. I like that so, he pisses like how oatmeal is poured out of like a fucking <laughs> like vessel. You know?
2: I'm sorry, can you do it again just the beginning when he makes the noises? <laughs> uh, 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 uh.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. For me personally, it's one of the one of eh. things I couldn't. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Is> that- <laughs>
3: Could be a sign of a of a prostate problem.
2: Yeah, well, that is that is exactly what. So the uncle. The uncle's a complete piece of shit who's sitting there trying to get piss out of his dick. (laughs) That's the noise he makes. (laughs) I was probably wheezing for twenty minutes when I watched this
3: movie. I wanted to uh bring the show to a grinding halt and and uh I know I haven't made music for a while, but I know I've been making like funny songs but I finally decided to make a real serious song. A real
4: serious song. Okay. How do you want to, do you want to tell us anything about the song? I have not listened to it at all, uh, but uh, I'd like to hear what your take on it. What are we going to be sharing with the listeners here?
3: I, I've just been mulling over this subject for a while and I, I I'm tired of being funny with people. <laughs> I'm just a serious song about a serious subject And if you guys can, you know, just let me get preachy for a little bit. I'll I'll play this song for everybody, and half of it's true. Half of it's true, but I'm I'm not ashamed.
4: Okay, so, uh, Jeremy, this is Jeremy's new serious song. I hope you guys enjoy it. I maybe listen to just a little hair of it. I can say there's nothing to laugh about at all in this song. Uh, I I would say that that it it would be akin to listening to... um, like a like, bridge over
3: troubled water by like Simon and Gunther Garfunkel. Exactly.
4: Yeah. Very, very, very similar. I was gonna. I was actually about to say that until you said it. Uh, but yeah, uh, here's Jeremy's new song. I think you'll figure out the. Uh, yeah. Don't topic say the name. It. I won't say the name. They'll figure out what the name of it is as it as it, we go through. Uh, I would say it has a Van Halen vibe more than anything. But it's like there's a lot the of describing
2: hand. of the song. When are we gonna hear it? <laughs>
4: You have another 90 seconds of this song. <laughs> uh, do, can we play it all the rest of it at the very end? Or do we need more? The song kind of takes a turn from here.
3: Because <laughs> it's we, not about the piss jug anymore.
4: Okay. All right. Well, here's the last 90 seconds of piss jug.
3: either kiss jug or colostomy
2: bog <laughs> okay jeremy <laughs> that was wow. be- beautiful uh jeremy i i don't need to ask what the influence was um, <laughs> over, <laughs> over that film um i'm hoping,
3: I'm hoping i can open up open up for weezer with their song uh, hash pipe
4: <laughs> got my piss jug <laughs> well
2: what about instead like what if you opened for kiss but you could call yourself piss <laughs> I, I wanna, wanna piss. piss in a jug all night <laughs> and shit all day yeah.
3: <laughs> this is my girlfriend she likes to shit herself not
0: pissing a jug.
2: Actually, Jeremy, I would love to go on tour with you. You could call me Alice Pooper. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, I think cut off my head with a guillotine on stage. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Back to
4: the movie now. So look,
3: <laughs> disembodied head goes about the stage, peeing on
0: everyone. So.
4: Ashley Pontius, Jeremy Woodworth here, myself, Eric Woodworth. We're halfway through. Uh, dead, alive. And we now, are not halfway through. We are more than halfway. Through. We have reached an apex oh, yeah. of the movie. Dude, Connor, baby. Where a gentleman of uh, uh ha- has pissed in a toilet, and now we uh, 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 are here. Uh, he's got dead bodies in the basement. We don't know what's happening, except he's fucking got a farm of zombies down in his fucking basement. Caused by a mutant monkey that is half rat that was conceived through uh,
2: non. Why do you forces. keep doing full movie wrap ups like? <laughs> this is crazy I think I've taken too long but you're doing full movie reviews because we're going so this. long
4: it could be a double episode so I oh am Jesus now Christ alright well then Detroit. let me wrap
2: it up then okay so <laughs> the uncle essentially then takes possession of the house from Lionel and has a huge party filled with his own friends and the party is so loud, it wakes up the zombies in the basement. And essentially, this is the apex of the movie. It completely blows the roof off the place. The zombies are loose. They just start attacking everybody, who then in turn starts turning into a zombie. And it is a complete bloodbath. People are getting set on fire, heads are being ripped open, guts are being eaten out of people's bodies. Totally phenomenal. One but lady per- gets
4: turned into a human jack-o'-lantern by fucking my favorite. Her- on the fucking wall and she just her face keeps lighting up and it, it doesn't go away for like eight more shots of the movie
2: and I love you it keeps the kids away
3: you know when they when they find the uh, zombies in the basement they really could have added like a black guy and he'd say something like why do they keep them down here because they believed there was respect for the dead <laughs> <laughs> maybe like a one-legged priest or something
4: so. there you go just shout outs Dawn of the
2: Dead uh, yeah, that's a good one. So they also
3: kept zombies in the basement and then they had to kill them. That's I get, true. It. We get it.
2: We get just, it. Just like the bodies you keep in the basement. So, um, <laughs> we see one of the most famous scenes in this movie. Very famous in horror and a phenomenal scene, nonetheless. So, remember earlier in the movie when we see Lionel mowing the grass? Well, it comes full circle because that motherfucker breaks out the mower... And chops the shit out of these zombies in the bloodiest oh, scene oh, of the whole movie. God,
4: and just it is a fucking uh, a buffet of gore, and just straight up, it's not even blood. It's like the pink stuff from the movie uh, Ghostbusters Two that just is just getting squirted into his face over and over again.
3: The secret of the turtle ooze. There you go.
2: <laughs> well, it's supposed Especially to be like. It was supposed to be like blood and organs, though, to some degree. It's everything, just kind of mm-hmm. mashed up together in some sort of meat stew. I have, so, I have
3: another name for this movie. What's that? It's called the New Zealand Lawnmower Massacre. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: All right, it got me.
2: It got okay. me, Jeremy. So, so he's pretty much he's like wrapping up everything. Um, I know I'm jumping around a little bit, but then. Uh, There is a scene where Lionel is in the attic and he discovers a body, bones, and he comes to find out that his dad was having an affair when he was a kid and that his his shitty-ass mom had killed the woman and drowned his father. And it was never Lionel's fault. His mother's actually an evil murderer who made him believe his whole life that it was his fault. So he makes the realization... Mm -hmm and then mom has transformed into something else she's got like eric woodworth titties it is unreal <laughs> you just, she just rises into this giant zombie creature with the biggest saggy tits i've ever seen in my life it was i wasn't even turned on it was truly upsetting i mean uh,
3: he, injected, he thought he was injecting them with a uh, tranquilizer but what does he actually tran- uh, inject them with before he buries them
4: i don't know you tell
3: us of poison or is like steroids or something
2: oh yeah you're right it's it's not you're right it's not quite um yeah you're right it's not like tranquilizer it's actually stimulating the changes in the growth you're right i completely forgot about that yeah which makes her turn into this this giant insane creature um will be toxic waste so mm -hmm. (laughs) right so so finally lionel does what he could only do if his mother turned into a thirty foot giant titted zombie, which was stand up for himself and grow a pair. Um, yeah, he finally became a real man after all that. So he he essentially this is kind of embarrassing, Eric. I forget how does he burn it down with her in it the whole house?
4: No, what happens is he gets. Um... He slides down part of the roof as they are uh, uh, forced upon that uh, due to fire and other circumstances. Mm -hmm. Uh, Paquita is uh, hanging on by, uh, by a thread off the edge of the roof. Mom is up there. And he slides down in and her torso opens up. And I know that we talk about uh, her fucking horrific titties in this scene, but we don't talk about also that fucking giant birthday cake backyard she's posing back there. Because listen, (laughs) fucking New Zealanders know how to grow them right. And I'm telling you, if she does a TikTok dance video, it would go viral.
2: You're right. He
4: gets sucked into that and then uses his sweet special metal that is the, the, the half moon to chop his way out uh, of his own mother so that she then uh, falls into the fire and- uh, You're right. Is able to throw a belt Let's... over the electric line and zip line down to safety with Paquita.
3: Much like Drax in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy.
4: Very similar. I was thinking the same thing, Jeremy. Said
2: no one. Um, yeah, he used his half moon to cut up her half moon. So <laughs> that is <laughs> that is essentially like the movie. They go on to live a happy, wonderful life, completely trying to forget the fact that they killed almost all of their town, uh, and it's all their fault. So I think great movie. Uh, one of my favorites, absolutely disgusting, uh, hilarious film. I don't know what, what you boys uh, think of the, the film overall.
4: I fucking love Dead Alive. It is a 10 out of 10 in my books. It's gory It for the sake of gory. It it, it plays into all the tropes. It gives you the most blood, the most gore, the most gross. There's, there's rape in it. There is incest in it. There is just everything that you want in a movie of fucking poor taste and i got to say this is the brie uh this is the fucking um goat cheese milk cheese of horror films oh uh, chef's kiss good put it on the charcuterie board jeremy where are you at with it
3: uh you know americans we make okay films like evil dead 2 and the Toxic avenger <laughs> everything is larger down under between the it's the true. animals that will kill you and and bite you, and, and, and uh, hence this Down Under film is one of the biggest horror films ever, and not only grossness, but uh, just over the top funny as well. So.
4: So fucking I great. It's so almost as
3: funny as Lord of the Rings, so.
4: I loved it. I loved it from beginning to end. Um, Ashley, where can people find you at?
2: You can always find me online at Ashley Pontius Laughs. You can catch Eric and I together at the Murder Mystery for Ellicott Silly uh, Comedy Festival on Thursday the 14th. And you can catch me featuring for Tommy Sinbazo on October 23rd.
4: Yeah, all that shit's coming up this week. Busy, busy week. Tom Nutty actually just messaged me and said I'm supposed to be hosting tomorrow night at the Church of Satire. But it is a conflict because I have laugh finder i don't know what month of my calendar i was looking at doesn't matter but all the dates where you can see eric live eric eric with a k comedy with a c all that shit and our merch is there jeremy take us out So my friends are pedophiles